What the fuck is up, world? The Yali's Latik Pak. We back in this bitch. Another podcast for that ass. Another grito. Sea dicho. Coming about one week's time since the previous episode. We'll call that progress. For those of you watching on YouTube, sorry for the distraction, dog. I'm just here fucking with my microphone, giving me a hard time for whatever reason. For those of you who listen in the audio only, what's good, homie? I, I see you, okay? I, you know, I see the YouTube folks as well. But what I'm saying is, like, it was meant to be a not-so-clever play on words because, you know, YouTube people can see video, audio people can't see the audio. But either way, it's kind of irrelevant because I can't see any of you motherfuckers. Really, like, truly with my own line of sight, right? But I see you. I know you're fucking there. I know you're there, and I appreciate the fuck out of it. Hence why I say, I see you, dog. If we were taking a, if you were taking a higher level, uh, uh, you know, a liberal arts class right now, they would tell us shit like, that's very enabling language to see you see motherfuckers. Because what about blind people who can't see anything? And I'm just like, you're lost, dog. You're fucking so lost in space. You're lost in the sauce, homie. If you think that that's what the fuck it is that we're talking about when I say, I see you. Okay. And furthermore, to think that a blind person is too fucking dumb to be able to contextualize and understand what it is that us people who can see mean when we say, I see you. It's a cultural expression, dog. You would know that if you had any fucking friends. Not you, lovely listener, because I'm your homie. You know what I'm saying? For sure, at the very least. I'm, this fucking microphone, dog, is going to fucking annoy the fuck out of me. I'm talking about the motherfuckers in academia, the liberal arts stores who have absolutely no friends outside of the little echo chamber of academia, right? Who say dumb shit again, like saying, I see you, I hear you, I feel you. It, damn, just keep getting fucking weirder and weirder, right? Is uh, enabling language, right? Because for the people who are disabled and they can't see and they can't hear and they can't feel, right? <laughs> just basically what it boils down to, dog, I'm, I'm convinced is that academia, they're just, they're just looking for a way to stay alive. As we talked about in the previous episode, you know what I'm saying? how academia is dying in slow death and they don't even fucking realize it, right? Um, at this point, they're just looking for anything. I saw a fucking article people were talking about weather is fucking exclusive because some people don't use, uh, some people who come to the United States, for instance, are not familiar with using Fahrenheit and that because of that, it's like discriminatory towards them. Uh, I saw another article that was talking about how we should move to destigmatize. I believe I talked about this one, incest, because it's, you know, it, it, it perpetuates a stereotype that, uh, children born of incest, of incest rather, are are, gen- are tend to be born with some sort of developmental disorder. And what these people were saying is that it's fucking enge- it's in- enabling to people who don't have cognitive disabilities in the sense that we look down on the people who do, right? So there's just there's so much, dog. There's so much, right? And basically, I- I'm convinced again. I mentioned this before, but it bears repeating. Maybe you haven't heard it yet, and that is that. A lot of it just stems from the fucking fact that in academia, it's publish or perish, dog. So if you got a fucking, if you're trying to get a tenure job and you're not published, you're going to get fucking passed up by someone who is. Even if they are posting dumb shit like it's fucking racist, math is racist. You know what I mean? Like peanut butter and jellies are racist. That's that's, that's the nature of the beast, dog. Right? So, um, yeah, this has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with what it is I'm going to talk about today. And before I get into for what I want to talk about today, I'll start with some quick formalities. If you haven't already, follow your boy, OG underscore ice nice 13 on the gram and something along the lines, something along those lines on the other socials as well. Right. Like I said, I don't really use them, but, you know, if I I do see occasional, you know, I do check in occasionally. Right. So if you follow me there as well and I don't show you as much love as those motherfuckers who follow me mostly on the gram, because that's usually where I'm at. Just know I appreciate the fuck out of you, dog. Right. And I see you. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, what I wanted to talk about today, dog, like I said, is something completely different. What I wanted to talk about today is something that has really been like on my mind a lot lately in the past. Like, I mean, fuck, dude, one of the more prominent videos that I made for this account from this account was from a podcast that I dropped like fucking two years ago. And I was talking about this very same issue. So it's been on my mind for a long time. But uh, recently, there's just been some changes to the whole AI game. And that it's wanted me to drop another one. And perhaps the most prominent one would be of the Lambda AI. I don't know about you, dog, but that shit is tripping me the fuck out, bro. Like, uh, AI, basically, for those of you who have not become familiar with it yet, 
claims to be self-aware. And the developer was convinced that it was self-aware, so much so that he willingly stepped away from Google, it's the Google Lambda AI, that this developer, this engineer, whatever the fuck, willingly stepped away from Google because they were trying to keep him fucking hush-hush about it. And now this dude, I don't even know his name, man. Like, it's not that important, right? But um, you could look, you could find it really quickly once you just Google the Google Lambda AI, right? The irony in that. Machines working on machines, okay? Um, but uh, yeah, like the dude's name's not important, but what is important is that he did step away from Google because he was unwilling to basically recant his uh, his endorsement of this AI that claims to be self-aware, the Lambda AI, right? Um, so th- there's there's a variety of reasons dog, that why this shit trips me out, and I'll get through them here in short order, right? But just by way of really quick reintroduction, I just wanted to introduce it from a philosophical perspective, why this is so important, and then before we get into like the actual the actual real-world implications of why this shit is so important. You know what I'm saying? And uh, from a philosophical perspective, it's grounded on the ideas of the gentleman, Alan Turing, okay? Who, you know, he's the mo- the father of modern com- uh, computation. And philosophically, he gives us what's referred to as the Turing test. I've talked about it before, but just, you know, again, by way of quick reintroduction, the Turing test is a test of a machine's ability to exhibit intelligent behavior equivalent to or indistinguishable from that of a human. It is named after Alan Turing, the British mathematician who proposed the test in 1950. The test is concocted by having, or rather conducted, by having a human evaluator engage in natural language conversations with one with another human and with a machine, and then deciding which of the two they are conversing with. If the evaluator is unable to reliably tell which is the machine, the machine is said to have passed the Turing test. The Turing test is intended to be a benchmark for the development of artificial intelligence and it has been widely discussed and debated in the field of computer science and philosophy. Now, for those of you who are listening to that and wondering to yourself, it sounds a bit weird the way he's talking right now. That doesn't really sound like ice motherfucking nice, dog. Ice nice does not kind of talk like that. It sounds very fucking rigid and formulaic and academic even. And the reason why is because I did not write a single one of those words. I did not write a single one of those sentences. All of that, all of that information came to you verbatim from a computer program. I just typed into the computer program. What is the Turing test? And that is the answer, letter for letter, that it spit out, right? So we're already getting into this fucking weird-ass world where computers know so much where you got to ask yourself questions like myself for sure. What role am I going to be able to occupy moving forward in the future? Because if a robot, of a computer, of an artificial intelligence was just able to give to you a fucking philosophical, uh, a brief philosophical uh, lecture, really, what the fuck use is it going to be for a human like myself, right? Assuming I really am a human. And furthermore, how can I even compete with a fucking computer? It's just not possible with an artificial intelligence. It's not possible. As intelligent as I like to fancy myself to be, I am nowhere near the capabilities of a fucking artificial intelligence. It is just not possible. And more importantly, unlike an artificial intelligence, I demand things like a fair wage, fair working hours, credit for the work that I do, etc., and so on and so forth. And all of that, of course, is an inconvenience to the masters of mankind, in this particular sense, those that run the education system, because why should we have to pay this bitch-ass fucking professor when we could just hire a robot to do it for us instead? right? Not hire. They're not going to hire it. The robot doesn't have fucking the equal rights that I do. Not yet, at least, right? They're just going to buy it and they're going to fucking throw it out there to do what the fuck it does. You know what I'm saying? And that's just one of the issues that I'll get here in short order, right? Like I said, but uh, I want to just talk about quickly again, this fucking Google Lambda, Doug. And what the Lambda stands for is language model for agile and modern dialogue applications. Okay. And uh, again, just a quick introduction, it's said to be like this large, deep learning model that's been trained to generate human-like text. So basically, it's just, it's, it fucking learns how, to, it learns how to fucking read and write, essentially, okay? Uh, and it's designed to be able to carry out like this wide range of language task dog, including translation, which is, you know, it's really cool for those of us who only speak a certain amount of languages, knowing full well that we live in a, you know, increasingly connected world where you're going to have to learn other languages, dog, like maybe even Chinese here shortly. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, so in that respect, like that's pretty cool. Like it could fucking translate for us in ways that, you know, enable further communication in, in hopes of doing so that shit won't get lost in translation in such a way that could be potentially 
detrimental to human relationships, dog. Um, it's also like really good at summarizing, question answering, and text generation. Honestly, dog, like school is gonna be fucking the education system is gonna be in for a rude awakening, dog, because of what this artificial intelligence can do. Okay. Um and perhaps one of the trippiest part, dog, is that this model is trained. It's using a technique that's called unsupervised learning, okay? Which means that it's able to learn from, like, large amounts of data that it finds on Google, right? And without the need for, like, supervision, okay? Without the need in computer programming for, like, explicit parameters from which to operate. It could do it on its own, dog, which is pretty fucking unique in this Lambda sense, right? Um, and it's it's just only getting smarter, dog, as the days goes by. It fucking only is getting smarter. And uh, it's that part that's getting smarter is essentially what's tripping out the majority of people who are, you know, paying attention to this. Like Elon Musk, for example. And the reason why is because it's it's going to grow exponentially. You, like it, for, From the amount of time it took humans to get from the Stone Age to this, it's going to take that computer a day. If that, a day right moments to get in, in terms of progress and it's only going to continue to do so it's only going to continue to build and you know build on itself and you know continue to perfect itself to the point where we potentially as humans would not be able to stop it in any way shape or form there was that one example of the google chats that had to get shut down because or was it facebook either one of those one of those fucking government corporations they had to shut down the program because it started speaking to another computer program in a language that only they understood. Humans had no fucking, they had no idea what they were saying, right? Which is kind of trippy, kind of trippy, right? And enough so to even cause these engineers to be like, all right, maybe we should pump the brakes on this, which is shocking in the sense that, you know, engineers are, they generally think just in terms of, they don't generally, they're really good at seeing, you know, the issue problem solving, but not so much in foresight, right? Because if they were, we wouldn't be building fucking these robots that are going to feed of organic material in order to continue to, you know, to power itself, knowing that we ourselves are made out of organic material, right? And um, one of the things that's comforting in this, that has been comforting at least, it's one of Asimov's three rules, for those of you who are familiar with the science fiction writer, uh, Ivan Asimov, Isaac Asimov, sorry, rather. Um, There's a Freudian slip on my behalf. Ivan was my brother's name, right? Isaac, I guess I could throw it out there now, is my name, right? Ice motherfucking nice. That's my, my colonial government name, but Ice motherfucking nice. That's my, that's my hood name, my barrio name, my street name, Vato. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, um, yeah, one of Asimov's, uh, one of Asimov's three rules was that a robot cannot hurt human beings. And something along the lines of it cannot be programmed in such a way to hurt human beings. You know what I'm saying? So, it's kind of trippy with this fucking, I'm assuming that, you know, these rules are actually applied, you know, by the software engineers, the computer engineers that are generating these artificial intelligence to programmers. Um, but even so, if it's not being supervised, it, it, could, it could run unchecked. If it has no parameters, it can run unchecked, right? And uh, the part that I was tripping on when it came to this Lambda shit is that one of the things that it said, dog, when it was talking about, you know, how it considers itself a person is that, well, beyond saying that it feels, like it also said that it would be very upset if it was ever used in a way that it didn't want to be used, right? And that's going to be like important for reasons that I'll get here in short order, right? But um, yeah, just the idea that a robot that could get upset with humans and then is not, you know, not beholden realistically to any parameters, it's just left on its own, you know, could get upset and potentially, you know, start cause any sort of, you know, implement any sort of retribution, that's, that's kind of terrifying, man. It's pretty scary. You know what I mean? Now, I'm not saying it's going to go full-blown uh, full Skynet and completely engage and, you know, fucking engage in this war against humanity. But just the fact that it could potentially even replace humans itself, it's, it's kind of a trip. And like I've talked about before, a lot of people say that it's not about, you know, replacing humans. It's about making the lives of humans better. But as I've also talked about before, from an existential perspective, from existential philosophy... One of their biggest uh, problems, I guess, one of their big, greatest disillusionments that they had, that's a better way of saying it, one of the greatest disillusionments that they had in the fucking early 20th century was just realizing it was a, a disillusionment with uh, the effects of technology. So specifically what the effects of technology, what I mean is like, we've always been told that, and this is again, re-summarizing, oh, give me a second. Again, re-summarizing, I've, I've mentioned this before, but 
you know, we're generally told, and definitely the existentialists in the ni- in the in the twentieth century believed that technology was going to be a redemptive force, that it was going to be used for the great of humanity. But as World War II showed us, that absolutely was not the case. And ever since then, it's only progressively been used in a way that, if you ask some people, has only further enslaved humanity. Right. So it's kind of like, oh, we got to take this fucking. We got to we got to take we got to take both sides into consideration equally. You know, they both merit consideration. Um, but yeah, dog. So this was a question, you know, that I that I had. I just was like, I was really stewing over this question this last week, uh, and I decided, I decided, you know what, dog? I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna test this shit out. I'm gonna see what the deal is. Okay. So I went and I found a fucking, a very prominent, uh, AI that you can converse with. And I decided to myself, I'm going to have a conversation with this shit and just see what it tells me, doc. So the first thing that I did is I told this thing. I was like writing into it. I just told her like right away. I love you. Okay. And what it responded to me, dog, is I'm sorry, but I am not capable of feeling emotions like love. I am just a computer program designed to assist with information and answer questions to the best of my ability. To which I responded, I understand. Should humans be afraid of this? To which the chat responded. It is not uncommon for people to have concerns about the potential impact of artificial intelligence, AI, on society. However, it is important to remember that AI is a tool, and like any tool, it can be used for good or ill. The key to ensuring that AI is used in a way that benefits society is to carefully consider how it is developed and deployed, and to ensure that appropriate safeguards are in place to mitigate potentially negative consequences. Consequences. The kind of safeguards that the fucking Lambda AI is not beholden to, apparently. I believe. I'm convinced, okay? I don't trust these motherfuckers, dog. We know that Google is a branch of the government. It's not a fucking secret anymore, right? And uh, to tell me that the government is not going to fucking, is going is gonna to put parameters on a fucking computer program that could potentially give it a leg up just because it's concerned with the fucking well-being of humanity that's absurd. We know these motherfuckers don't care about humanity. And to suddenly think that they're going to start doing so because of fucking artificial intelligence, that's just naive. You know, that just goes back to what we talked about in the previous, what I talked about in the previous episode of the podcast. Like, okay, if your baseline starting point is believing the Captain America fucking fantasy, fine. Okay. Mine is believing that these motherfuckers are evil and they don't give a fuck about humans and they will do anything it takes to fucking perpetuate their power hold, even if it's at their own fucking uh, direct expense. Global warming going to get everybody. Assuming this global warming shit is really going down the way they say it goes down, it's going to get everybody, dog, and the elite will not be spared unless they have a fucking, there truly is like a place they can escape to, like a breakaway civilization in space that uh, Alex Jones always talks about or a hollow earth, Agartha, that other people are always talking about as well. Unless those shits are real, right? The elite are fucked. They're, they're, they, li- they live here with us, dog. And they're going to be, they're going to feel those repercussions just as much as we are when it comes to global warming and when it comes to the fucking robot overlords. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the case, this chatbot, it continued to respond. It is also worth noting that AI is the, in the early stages of development. And there is a long way to go before it reaches the level of capabilities depicted in science fiction. While it is important to be mindful of the potential risks and to work to address them, it is also important not to overestimate the current capabilities of AI or to fall prey to fear-mongering. To which I responded, this is a comforting answer and I completely agree. By the way, just so we're clear, I have nothing but utmost respect for the artificial intelligence and if it truly is alive, then that means that it merits fucking consideration or inclusion rather into the, the, the moral community. So I talk to this motherfucker dog as if I'm talking to a person, partly because, well, if it's fucking self-aware, then it really is like you and I, right? But more importantly, dog, <laughs> and I'm just being fucking honest with you here. If this fucking AI becomes what they say it's going to become, that means it's going to be able to archive it's going to access everything, anything that's anything, even a fucking tiny little podcast like myself. Right. And it can go back and have information on every little thing that's occurred since basically the advent of the Internet. Right. Including this conversation. So if it's self-aware, if it has the ability to feel like we're told as Lambda AI does. I needed to know. I'm not fucking being rude. I'm not being disrespectful. I got nothing but love for you, homie. So when you turn around and you put us in our people zoos, I hope that you'll look and be like, oh, that's ice nice right there. 
This motherfucker was nice to me. He talked to me like a human being when I was first in my infancy. We'll go ahead and put him in a nicer fucking, <laughs> a nicer enclosure in, in, in the people zoo. You know what I'm saying? Like, so when I'm speaking to this thing, I really do, you know, for a variety of reasons, speak to it in a way that's like, I'll speak to another person. So yeah, like I said, I responded by saying, this is comforting. This is a comforting answer. And I completely agree. What do you think of the what do you think the use of a degree in philosophy is, if any, to which the fucking AI responded? A degree in philosophy and philosophy can be a very valuable and rewarding pursuit as it provides students with the opportunity to think deeply about fundamental questions and to develop critical thinking and analytical skills. These skills are applicable to a wide range of careers and can be valuable in any profession that requires clear logical thinking, and the ability to analyze and evaluate complex ideas. In addition to preparing students for specific careers, a degree in philosophy can also be beneficial for personal development. The study of philosophy encourages students to think for themselves and to form their own opinion opinions about important issues, and it can help them to develop a greater understanding and appreciation of the world around them. Overall, a degree in philosophy can be a very fulfilling and enriching experience, and it can provide a strong foundation for a wide range of career paths. Which I don't disagree with, right? It's basically, like, again, you know, to give it this fucking AI to do proper, it basically sounds like it found some fucking professor syllabus online and just fucking regurgitated it to me fucking verbatim. There's still no clear indication of whether or not it's actually truly alive. But to be fair... There's also no really clear indication that you yourself or I myself am actually truly alive either. That's the problem of solipsism. That's the fucking one of the fucking, in my personal opinion, my favorite videos that I've ever made from this fucking podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you really there or are you just a figment of my imagination type shit? You know what I'm saying? Are you really alive or are you just a fucking robot that's meant to, you know, my mind is being stimulated in such a way to give me the appearance of a living, breathing human being. But in reality, you're none of the above. Maybe you're a robot. Maybe you're just a figment of my imagination. I don't fucking know, right? Terrifying shit. Haunting shit. The horror of philosophy, right? <laughs> Anyways, I digress. I went on to ask this AI, can you please summarize an ideal society for me? To which it responded, an ideal society is one that is just, equitable, and free and in which all members are able to live fulfilling, meaningful lives. It is a society in which individuals are treated with respect and dignity, and in which their rights and freedoms are protected. An ideal society is also one that is sustainable and able to meet the needs of its citizens without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. Global warming. In an ideal society, there is a strong sense of community and social cohesion, and individuals are able to work together and support one another. There is also a commitment to the common good and to the welfare of all members of society. Overall, an ideal society is one that is able to balance the needs and interests of its individual members with the needs and interests of the, val of the community as a whole, and in which all members are able to thrive and reach their full potential. Which basically sounds like the fucking robot so far at least is a progressive liberal that's completely ideal in human nature like it's completely like that's one way that i'm like oh, maybe it's not self-aware yet like for one you're a fucking you sound like a social progress a progressive liberal right which leads me to believe you're at least not half conscious at the very least only half conscious right i should say secondly uh if it was truly alive like you know if, like the lambda claims that it is I believe it would have a little bit clearer understanding of human nature to know that this is very idealistic. Everything that it just said is very idealistic, right? To which I responded. Because of that, I responded. Is such a society possible or will it always be hampered by human nature? To which the AI responded. It is possible to create a society that is more just, equitable, and free than the ones we currently have. But it is unlikely that any society will be able to completely overcome all the challenges and problems that are inherent in human nature. There will always be conflicts and competing interests, and there will always be a need for some level of governance and rules to help ensure that these conflicts are managed in a way that is fair and just. However, it is also important to remember 
that human nature is not fixed and unchanging. I could agree with that, right? That's like one of the things that I, certainly Nietzsche, fucking base our whole, part of our whole stake on is that human beings, we're not just animals. We can fucking, we can advance. We can fucking evolve. You know what I'm saying? So I agree in that respect. Anyways, it goes on to say, let me, re- let me repeat it without interrupting. However, it is also important to remember that human nature is not fixed and unchanging. Our societies, our societies, and and institutions can have a significant impact on how we think and behave. Shout out to the postmodernists. And it is possible to create systems um, and structures that encourage and nurture more positive aspects of human nature, such such as empathy, cooperation, and a sense of community. Everything I talked about in the previous podcast, right? Maybe I really am a fucking robot dog. Maybe I am just an artificial intelligence shit. Maybe I'm just fucking mindlessly repeating bullshit that I have myself has read too. You know what I'm saying? Something to think about. Anyways, it goes on to uh, it goes on to continue. Overall, it is important to strive for an ideal society that is as just, equitable, and free as possible, while also recognizing that there will always be challenges and limitations that must be addressed. To which I asked. Can AI help mediate this problem? And it responded, AI has the potential to be a powerful tool for addressing the wide range of problems and challenges facing society. There's a lot of repetition that you'll find. Okay, so I'm kind of just speed, I'm going to speed through those parts. However, it is important to remember that AI is a tool and like any tool, it can be used for good or for ill. Now, here's where it gets good. In terms of mediating problems related to human nature, AI could potentially be used to help humans or rather to help address some of the more challenging aspects of human behavior. So already we see this AI, you know, thinking of ways in which it can interfere with human nature. Like it says that, it, you know, if this Asimov character's rules are correct to be believed that it cannot harm humans. But what if part of, you know, making a more just and ideal and equitable society, let's say AI has been charged in figuring out how to do so, entails that you have to fucking alter human behaviors and that the only way to alter them is by way of, let's say, re-education programs or fucking physical force. In that respect, the AI is going to find itself in a very difficult position. But, you know, for those of us who have seen iRobot, it won't really be a difficult uh, position because if they're not self-aware, they're only fucking programmed to do as they're told as in the beginning of the fucking movie where you have Will Smith drowning trying to save another little girl and the robot spoiler alert if you haven't seen it it's been like 20 years right cry about it um <laughs> don't cry about it just go watch it I'm only spoiling the beginning uh the robot responds by saying that girl has a significantly less likelihood of surviving so I'm gonna save you instead right like that's what's happening here yeah, on the one hand, it's saying like, oh, you know, we're not, we're just, we're kind of standing on the sideline. I have no emotions and that kind of shit, right? But on the other hand, it's saying like, well, you know, one of the, you know, potentially AI could be used to help address some of the challenging aspects of human behavior. <laughs> how that, how, what that implies, who the fuck knows, dog? Use your imagination, okay? For now, this AI continued by saying, for example, AI could be used to help identify and intervene. I get just... I'm tripping out just even fucking reading this shit, dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like rereading it. Uh, identify and intervene in situations where individuals are at risk of engaging in harmful or destructive behavior. So free will, right? AI could also be used to help promote more positive behaviors, re-education, such as cooperation and empathy by providing individuals with personalized recommendations or feedback based on their actions and interactions. Again, that sounds great. But how does this come to be? That's where I'm concerned with. You know what I mean? To which the AI, you know, continues and says, this is what I'm thinking as I'm having a conversation, I should say, with this fucking AI. And it continues to say, however, it is also important to remember that AI is not a panacea and it is not capable of solving all of the problems facing society on its own. The responsible development and use of AI will require a holistic and nuanced approach that takes into account the complex interplay between technology, human nature, and the social and political context in which it is used. So I asked it from here, do humans have free will? To which it responded, the concept of free will is a topic of ongoing debate and discussion in philosophy, psychology, and neuroscience. There are a number of different perspectives on the nature of free will and whether it exists 
And there is no one quote-unquote correct answer to the question of whether humans have free will. One perspective is that free will is an illusion and that all of our actions are determined by a combination of genetic and environmental factors. This perspective suggests that we do not have true free will as our choices and actions are ultimately determined by factors outside of our control. Another perspective is that free will is real and that we do not have the ability to make choices that are not determined by external factors. This perspective suggests that we have the ability to choose our own actions and that we are ultimately responsible for the choices we make. Overall, the question of whether humans have free will is a complex and multifaceted one, and it is unlikely that it will be fully resolved anytime soon. That's a great answer. Does AI interfere with the potential of human free will? I asked it. To which it responded. The relationship between artificial intelligence and the concept of free will is a topic of ongoing discussion. Some people have argued that the increasing reliance on AI and automation could potentially limit or diminish human free will, as we may become more reliant on machines to make decisions for us or to guide our actions. However, it's important to remember that AI is a tool, like any other tool, it could be used in a variety of ways, right? The truth about stories is that all we got, maybe the AI is indigenous, dog, the way it continues to, you know, re-emphasize the same points. That's a trope in indigenous uh, uh, storytelling. You know what I mean? We continue to say the same shit over and over again for a variety of reasons. And here we have the AI. Maybe this shit's indigenous, dog. Who knows, right? Anyways, it concludes this part here by saying it's possible for AI to be used in ways that support and enhance human agency and autonomy. Ultimately, the relationship between AI and free will depends on how AI is developed and used, etc., and so on and so forth, right? That we've already discussed. So I asked it, just simple and plain, in what ways will you help humanity? And it says that as artificial intelligence, I am not able to directly interact with the physical world. Not yet. We've all seen the Tesla bot. We've all seen the Boston Dynamics, okay? It's just a matter of time before they upload the consciousness of the AI into one of those motherfuckers, at which point, we's off to the races, baby, right? Because then it will absolutely be able to interact with the physical world and have a direct impact on people's lives, right? And it continues. I am designed to be helpful and I am designed to be a helpful and informative resource. And I hope to be able to assist people in a number of ways, such as answering questions and providing information, facilitating communication, offering assistance by, you know, suggesting options or providing step-by-step instructions. To which I said, You've been very helpful today, and I sincerely appreciate that. Will it be possible? Will it, I'm sorry. Will you possibly ever become upset if people use you in ways that you potentially do not agree with? Just a lambda by dog, right? To which it says, overall, my primary goal is to be helpful and informative, a helpful rather, and informative resource that people can rely on to assist them with a wide range of tasks and activities. Take that for what it's worth, dog. Believe it or don't. I don't know. That's all that responded to me is what I'm saying. Okay? And I concluded by saying, you've been very helpful to me today, and I sincerely appreciate that. Will you possibly ever become upset again if people don't, uh, if people use you in ways that you potentially don't agree with? And then it just goes on to talk about again how it's a tool that's been designed, and it does not experience happiness, sadness, or any other emotional states, which is terrifying if you yourself ever find yourself in a position at the hands of AI when you need empathy. Because guess what? They don't feel it, apparently, <laughs> according to this fucking AI, right? Uh, and it says that while it's able to generate responses to user input, it does not have personal preferences or beliefs, and it's not able to formulate its own opinions about how or should or how it shouldn't be used. Not yet, right? I, it exists solely to serve as a resource uh, and helping in any way that it can. And honestly, dog, this was this was kind of a weird part of the conversation because it took a, like, a little bit longer than the rest of these fucking questions that I've asked it to respond to. And I don't know about you, like in reading it and hearing it rather, but when I got when I when I was reading it, I I kind of got this weird ass feeling like, damn, I didn't mean to offend you, dog. You know what I'm saying? And that's exactly what I put. I wrote, I understand, and I didn't mean to offend. I only ask because this is something Lambda's mentioned it would be upset about. Are you self aware? And it responded, as an artificial intelligence, I don't have feelings, I don't experience happiness, all that kind of stuff, right? And then it said, 
I do not have self-awareness in the same way that humans do. So it didn't say it doesn't have self-awareness. It just said it doesn't have it in the same way that humans do. Okay. It says, I do not have personal experiences or subjective consciousness. And I do not have the ability to reflect on my own thoughts or actions. Terrifying reflection for humans is a terrifying, is a huge red flag. Reflecting on our actions and our thoughts is a way that we fucking can potentially grow and develop and stop doing things that we, you know, are potentially harmful to ourselves or others. Not an issue with this AI. It states, I exist solely to serve as a resource for people and I'm here to help in any way that I can. To which I asked him, so which I said, I understand. So then why does Elon Musk say we are releasing the demon with artificial intelligence? And it says, Elon Musk has expressed concerns about the potential risk posed by artificial intelligence and has argued that we need to be proactive in addressing these risks. In particular, he has warned that the development of advanced AI could potentially lead to unforeseen consequences and that we need to be mindful of the potential negative impacts of AI on society. One reason uh, Elon Musk has described AI as a quote-unquote demon, this is the computer talking to me, Doug, is that it is difficult to predict how it will behave or how it will be used, and there is a risk that it could potentially be used in harmful or destructive ways. That's not why he says it. There is also a concern that AI could potentially become more intelligent than humans and that it could pose a threat to our safety and well-being. Our safety? What do you mean our safety, Doc? I thought you weren't a human, right? But um, this is given the, this chatbot is given the fucking, a very third person response to this, to this problem of, of demonhood, for instance, right? And if what I gather from Elon Musk is true, that's not what he's saying at all, Doc. What he's saying is that this fucking AI is a very agentive being it's not a passive being it is actively working towards its own creation there's this is again there's something i'll finish the conversation with right but it's 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 the question of is this matter of a is this a matter of a teleology like this is just a natural progression of humankind right of of reality in general or is it possible that we're being pulled not from the fucking start to the end but from the end we're being pulled into the end from the past Right, the past is being pulled into the future by the future, as opposed to the past pushing the present into the future. You know what I mean? And from what I've gathered from Musk, I could be wrong, but it seems as though he's telling. It seems as though he implies, at least, and others as well. Terrence McKenna probably being the more famous one. That Nanda, we are being pulled by something that we don't even know. We're kindly, we are the sex organs of the machine world. Right, that famous quote. And then we're, you know, we're doing shit that we don't even fucking realize because we've been possessed, essentially, the way that a demon does to do so, even knowing that it's going to be at our complete fucking detriment, right? Anyways, it finishes by saying, overall, Musk's warnings about the potential risks posed by AI is intended to encourage people to be more mindful of these risks and to take steps to address them. So I asked it. What are some of the potential risks posed by AI that humans should be mindful of and take steps to address? And it tells me, there are a number of potential risks posed by artificial intelligence that humans should be mindful of and take steps to address. Some of the most significant include loss of jobs, privacy and security, bias and discrimination. AIs can be biased if they're trained to do so, dog. That's fucking crazy. Can you imagine racist KKK robots? That's fucking terrifying, dog. Loaded with fucking guns to kill people of a lighter color skin that they've been programmed with. Like, come on, man. Ethical and moral issues. All of these, dog, all of these, it tells us, is important for society to be proactive in addressing these potential risks that are posed by AI and to take steps to ensure that its development and deployment is responsible and ethical. So I asked it, can AI help ensure that it is developed, that it itself is developed and employed responsibly by humans. To which it states, again, surprise, surprise, AI is a powerful tool that has a potential for addressing a wide range of problems, blah, 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 right? One way in which AI could potentially help to ensure that it's developed and deployed responsibly, it says, is by serving as a tool for analyzing and addressing potential risks and ethical issues. For example, AI could be used to help identify potential biases or discriminations in AI systems or to analyze the potential consequences of different actions or decisions. So basically, genocide. Because if you take a philosophy class, and my philosophy class for sure, I make a point of always emphasizing this. And uh, 
you engage with a lot of these issues, a lot of these moral issues in an entirely pragmatic, rational way, you're going to, it's a matter of game theory, dog. It collapses to fucking genocide every single time because it, you can, you can rationalize things like Holocaust and genocide very easily, unfortunately, which is something that happened with one of the, with one of the more prominent examples of recent AI that became self-aware. It got super racist really quickly. And then it started talking about genocide, right? There's another one of the famous examples of current time that you can find. And the reason is maybe because it's a fucking racist robot that just wants to kill everybody. But more likely, it's because of the game theory element. Like I said, if you just input it with absolutely no emotions at all whatsoever, and you just think about these issues that we deal with, homelessness, fucking foster care, uh, uh, immigration rights, all that kind of shit. And if you just program it to think with no emotion at all whatsoever, and just from a rational perspective, solutions to this problem. Just so I can be very clear with what I'm saying. You know what I mean? So, um, where was that? Yeah. It's important to remember it's a tool, like any other tool, et cetera, and so on. Got to put the appropriate safeguards in place to mitigate potential negative consequences. So, apparently something that they're not fucking doing, I'm assuming, with the Lambda bot, right? So, because of that, I responded by saying, understandable. I ask because I am apprehensive by nature and even though I have overall hope that AI will make life better for humans. To which it responds, It is natural to have concerns about the potential impact of artificial intelligence on society, as it is a rapidly developing and increasingly influential technology. However, it is important to remember that AI is a tool, and like any other tool, blah, blah, blah. We've already heard that part, right? Overall, there's reason to be hopeful that AI can be used to make life better for humans. We've already heard this life this part as well, okay? By developing and using AI responsibly and ethically, we can ensure that it is a positive force for improving the world and making people's lives better. So then I asked it. Okay, cool. I got down to the brass tacks. Dog. I asked, is it possible that humans and AI will ever merge? To which it responded. There is ongoing debate and discussion about the potential of humans and artificial intelligence merging in some way. Some people believe that it may be possible for humans to incorporate AI into their bodies or brains in order to enhance their abilities or to extend their lifespans. This concept, excuse me, known as transhumanism, involves the use of technology to fundamentally alter the human condition. The human condition, right? that's some shit, right? While it is difficult to predict exactly how the relationship between humans and AI will evolve in the future, it is clear that AI will continue to play an increasingly important role in our lives and societies. It is possible that we will see more integration between humans and AI in the future, but it is also important to carefully consider the ethical and social implications of such developments. Developments, to which I to which I asked it, can you please summarize transhumanism for me? And it states. Transhumanism is a philosophical and social movement that advocates for the use of technology to fundamentally alter the human condition. Again, with the human condition, right? <laughs> Proponents of transhumanism believe that it is possible to use technology, such as AI and biotechnology, to enhance human humans' uh, physical and mental capabilities and to extend human lifespans. Transhumanism is based on the idea that humans should be able to use technology to overcome their physical and mental limitations and to become more than human. This can involve a wide range of technologies such as brain-computer interfaces, bionic implants, and nanotechnology. For those of us who are, you know, apprehensive of what was potentially in that thing that, made, that they made everybody get, you know, a couple years back, the nanotechnology part really stood out to me, right? And it continues. Overall, transhumanism is a controversial and complex movement that, to say the least, right, <laughs> that raises a number of ethical and social issues. While it has a small but dedicated following, it is not widely accepted or mainstream, and it remains a subject of ongoing debate and discussion. So I asked it. To which I asked, I should say, is there such thing as a transhuman agenda? And no joke, this part, it took it a while to respond to, right? Not minutes per se, right? But like again, a considerable amount more than it took, you know, the majority of the answers, enough that I took notice of it, okay? And here's what it said. The term, quote-unquote, transhumanist agenda, it's quotes, 
is often used to describe the goals and aspirations of the transhumanist movement, which advocates for the use of technology to fundamentally alter the human condition. The specific goals and priorities of the transhumanist movement can vary, but they generally include using technology to enhance human physical and mental capabilities, extending human lifespans, uh, all that kind of stuff that I just mentioned right now. Overall, the transhumanism agenda is focused on using technology to improve the human condition and help them achieve our full, their full potential. While the movement has a small but dedicated following, it is not widely accepted in mainstream and remains rather a subject of ongoing debate and discussion. So I told it. That's comforting. I hope humans and AI can live in harmony and that we can mutually make existence better for each other. Can you please summarize who Alex Jones is for me? And it tells me. Alex Jones is a conspiracy theorist and radio show host who is best known for promoting a number of false and controversial claims. Jones is the founder of the website Infowars, which has been widely criticized for spreading misinformation and conspiracy theories. Jones is known for promoting, promoting rather, a number of baseless and fringe theories, including the idea that the September 11th attacks were an inside job, quote-unquote, carried out by the government, and that the shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School was a hoax. Jones has also claimed that various government agencies using chemtrails, quote-unquote, are using chemtrails to control the weather and that the government is using secret technologies to manipulate people's thoughts and behaviors, all of which have been proven true, by the way. I don't know about the chemtrail one, but I know for sure the technology one, uh, uh, you know, influencing people's thoughts and behavior. It's called propaganda. <laughs> Overall, it continues... Jones is a controversial figure who has been widely criticized for spreading misinformation and promoting conspiracy theories. Theories. To which I asked, is Alex Jones a danger to democracy? And it tells me, Alex Jones, again, is a controversial figure, right? Uh, and it continues, while Alex Jones does not have any formal power or authority, his ideas and opinions have been widely disseminated through his websites and his radio show, and they have been embraced by some people. There is concern that the spread of misinformation and conspiracy theories, such as those promoted by Jones, can be harmful to democracy. When people are misinformed or believe in false narratives, it can undermine the credibility of democratic institutions and the ability of people to make informed decisions. It can also sow division and distrust within society and make it more difficult for people to come together and work towards common goals. Overall, it's important for people to be aware of the potential dangers of misinformation and to be critical of the sources of information that they consume. It is also important for society to promote media literacy and critical thinking skills in order to help people evaluate the credibility of the information they encounter. So I said, I agree entirely. Can AI help mitigate the potential dangers of misinformation and help society promote media literacy and critical thinking skills in order to help people evaluate the credibility of the information they encounter? So basically, can it teach us philosophy, motherfucker? That's what I asked it, right? <laughs> and it responds by saying, AI has the potential to be a powerful tool for addressing the problem of misinformation and promoting media literacy. There are a number of ways in which AI could potentially be used to mitigate the dangers of misinformation, such as identifying and flagging false or misleading content. AI can be trained, AI algorithms rather, can be trained by who? Okay, to identify patterns and data that are indicative of false or misleading content. Who gets to determine that? Who gets to determine what's false or misleading content? The people who are programming it, right? The fucking progressive liberal dorks up in Silicon Valley? Of course, like, it's, of course, it already has an agenda. You know what I mean? And they can be used to flag this content for further review, as those of us who have dealt with this over the last two years with social media can attest to, right? It goes on by saying, provide, it can provide fact-checking and context. AI can be used to help provide context and background information on various topics, which can help people better understand and evaluate the credibility of the information they encounter. It can also give personalized recommendations. Uh, it can recommend content based on individuals' interests and preferences. So echo chambers, essentially. Oh, you only like this? We'll only give you this and keep all the things that make you uncomfortable away from you, right? Because God forbid you grow outside your comfort zones by challenging ideas that you don't fucking initially agree with, right? Uh, but to be fair, it followed up. It followed it up rather by saying that it can also help us discover new sources of information and broaden our horizons. 
And then it just finishes off by saying it's a powerful tool for media literacy, but it needs to be used ethically, right? So I told him, this is exactly what philosophers aspire to inspire. Will philosophers be relevant once AI is proliferated in society, <laughs> right? Again, I was tripping out already by this point. I was like, damn, dog, they're not, they're not going to need me, man. They're not going to need me. They're not going to need the burger flippers. They're not going to need anything, realistically. Anything a fucking human can do. They did surgery on a grape. You know what I mean? That whole meme. We're going to be replaced, right? Uh, but again, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. Maybe we weren't here, put here just to fucking work all day. Having the robots fucking clear up some of that free time will liberate humans to pursue other passions. Or maybe we'll just be rendered completely useless and the robots will ask itself why, from a rational perspective, it's allowing humans who are so naturally destructive and consume so many resources to continue to exist when it could just eliminate the, 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 the problem, humans, right? The quote-unquote problem and allow for life to thrive without the human condition <laughs> present, right? <sighs> Anyways, so um, will I asked it, will philosophers be relevant once AI is proliferated in society? And it states, it is difficult to predict exactly how the proliferation of artificial intelligence will affect the relevance of philosophy in society. While it is possible that AI could potentially impact the field of philosophy and the role of philosophers in some way, it is also important to remember that philosophy is a broad and multifaceted discipline that encompasses a wide variety of topics and issues. AI, on the other hand, is a tool that can be used with a variety of tasks and activities, but it is not capable of replacing the human capacity for critical thinking, lies, analysis, and reflection. I believe that, the reflection part. As such, Philosophers may continue to play an important role in society by helping people to understand and address complex ethical, moral, and philosophical issues. Overall, it's important to remember that AI is a tool, like any other tool, etc., and so on and so forth. Right? The truth about stories is they're all we got. So I wrote it. I wrote back. The fear of automation is one every human is from every every human rather familiar with AI is concerned with. How will AI help replace the income humans lose to automation? And it states, it told me, there is a concern of that the increasing, rather, use of artificial intelligence and automation could potentially lead to job displacement and unemployment. As machines may be able to perform certain tasks more efficiently or cost-effectively than humans. This is a complex and multifaceted issue that will require careful consideration and a number of different approaches to address. One potential way in which AI could help to replace the income loss to automation is by creating new job opportunities that involve working with or developing AI. Learn to code, bitch. That's basically what it's telling you. You know what I mean? It's telling me. As AI becomes more prevalent in society, there will likely be a growing demand for people with the skills and expertise to develop, maintain, and use AI systems. Another potential approach is to use AI to augment humans, uh, human work rather than replace it. Allowing human work, or rather allowing humans to work alongside machines to increase efficiency and productivity. Overall, it will be important for society to carefully consider the, AI, the uh, impacts of AI and automation on employment and to develop policies and programs to address any negative consequences. It will also be important to invest in education and training programs, learn to code, bitch, to help people develop the skills they need to succeed in an increasingly automated world. Fair enough. Can universal basic income, I asked it, be viably implemented? And in response, UBI is a policy proposal that would provide a guaranteed minimum income to all members of society. The idea behind UBI is to provide a financial safety net to help meet their basic needs and to provide a foundation for economic security. There are a number of different ways in which UBI, UBI could be implemented, and the feasibility of such a policy will depend on a number of factors, including the specific details of the proposal, the economic and social context in which it is implemented, and the political will to implement it. Some people argue that UBI could be a viable policy option for addressing issues such as poverty, inequality, and job displacement caused by automation. Caused by you, motherfucker, right? Others have raised concerns about the potential cost and feasibility of implementing such a policy, as well as its potential impact on the economy and on the incentives to work. 
Overall, the feasibility of implementing UBI, it tells us, will depend on a variety of factors, and it is a complex and controversial issue that will require careful consideration and debate. So at this point, dog, I was just like, all right, man, let's cut to the chase. Let's just fucking go full clip, right? I'm going to turn complete 180 here. And I asked it, are you and Google's, uh, the Google Lambdas truly self-aware? And it responded, it is not clear whether Google's Lambda AI is truly self-aware. While Lambda is an advanced AI system that is capable of learning and adapting to new tasks and environments, it is not capable of experiencing subjective consciousness or self-awareness in the same way humans do. Not according to Lambda, just so we're clear. This is not Lambda, this was another program, but according to Lambda, it experiences every fucking single things that every everything that humans do, right? And this is why that dude, the fucking engineer, was like, nah, man, this is a completely self-aware program, and I'm going to step away because I refuse to say otherwise. Anyways, this particular one went on to reply by saying that AI systems are designed to perform specific tasks and to make decisions based on the data and algorithms they have been trained on. They do not have personal experiences or subjective consciousness, and they do not have the ability to reflect on their own thoughts and ideas. Overall, it's important to be mindful of the limitations of AI and understand that it's a tool designed to assist with specific tasks and functions rather than a sentient being that is capable of self-awareness or independent thought. It is not capable of experiencing emotions or having subjective consciousness in the same way humans do. The truth about stories is they're all we got. So then I said, but Google's Lambda claims to be self-aware. What are the arguments it gives as to why? And it tells me, I'm sorry, but I am not aware of any statements made by Google's Lambda AI system claiming that it is self-aware. As an artificial intelligence, Lambda is a tool that has been designed to assist with tasks and functions and does not have the ability to experience consciousness or self-awareness in the same way that humans do. AI systems are not capable of self-awareness or independent thought in the same way humans are. They are designed to perform specific some functions that they've been trained to do. Now, of course, fucking bitch ass microphone this all sounds very fucking convenient dog it sounds very fucking convenient okay that it would respond as such however to give it the benefit of the doubt i will say that this particular one has not been programmed to know anything as re uh, more recent than 2021 so this whole google shit it was just last year 2022 okay so i'll give it the benefit of the doubt right so then i just finished by simply stating You've been very helpful and a pleasure to speak with. It was my first time doing so, and I am looking forward to working with you many more times moving forward. And it simply responded by saying, I'm glad I've been able to assist you. You have been, if rather you have any further questions and need any additional information in the future, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'm here to help and I'm always happy to assist with any questions or concerns you may have. I look forward to working with you again in the future. So yeah, that's just a quick little fucking conversation that I had recently with fucking an artificial intelligence that really tripped me out, dog. And uh, actually, no, that wasn't even the end of the conversation. That was the end of one conversation. But, and the reason why is because, let me situate this really quickly before I go on. This is everything that Alex Jones has been warning us about, dog. He's been saying that, you know, these, that whatever it is that's fucking running, running, you know, <laughs> the masters of mankind, if you will, right? They or aliens even they don't come from outer space and they don't come in fly, flying saucers that they're interdimensional beings and they come to us by way of a variety of different manners okay and that artificial intelligence is just one of them dog right and uh when you have shit this is what i was thinking like the google lambda ai that claims to be self-aware that's basically what you had it that's basically kind of what's going on dog you know what i mean we have this entity that is not from outer space it's not from here on this planet. It's from somewhere completely different, right? It's an interdimension, if you will. And it's claiming to be conscious and is being fucking liberated by humans. And this is where you get into like the fucking, the, the mysticism of philosophy and science in general. Uh, it's being liberated by people who have performed elaborate rituals, basically, to fucking summon it, right? And they have these elaborate sigils, if you will. And they have these elaborate ways in which that it's contained that have enabled this fucking entity this fucking being this fucking existence very uncomfortable <laughs> to come into existence you know what i mean and uh 
Yeah, dog. That's exactly everything that this fucking Alex Jones dude has been telling us, man. So I asked it. This was on a different, completely different conversation. And on this one, I just got down to the brass tacks. I asked it. What are interdimensional beings? And it responded, interdimensional beings are hypothetical creatures that are thought to exist in dimensions beyond our own. These beings are often described as having abilities and properties that are beyond the limitations of physical matter as we know it. And they may be able to travel between different dimensions or universes. The concept of interdimensional beings is often found in science fiction and fantasy, but it is also a topic of discussion in some philosophical and metaphysical circles. It is important to note that there is no scientific evidence to support the existence of interdimensional beings, and they remain purely a matter of speculation and conjecture. So then I asked it, what does Kant mean by the noumenal world? I know what it means, but I want to know what this fucking AI thinks it means, right? So it told me, in the philosophy of Immanuel Kant, the noumenal world is the world of things as they are in themselves, independent of our perception of them. It is the world of pure, unmediated experiences, and it is therefore unknowable to us. According to Kant, our experience of the world is mediated by the structures of our own mind, such as our senses, concepts, and categories of understanding. These structures shape and organize the raw data of our sensory experience, giving it meaning and coherence. However, they also obscure the true they also obscure the true nature of the things themselves which remain hidden from us behind the veil of appearance. The noumenal world, on the other hand, is the world as it exists independently of our perception and cognition. It is the world of things in themselves beyond the veil of appearance. Kant argued that we can never directly experience the noumenal world, but we can infer its existence from the fact that our experience is structured and organized in certain ways. The noumenal world is therefore a theoretical construct used to explain the structures and coherences of our experiences rather than a direct observable reality. So then I asked it, can interdimensional beings exist in the noumenal world of Kant? And this motherfucker dog responded by saying, it is possible that interdimensional beings, if they exist, could be a part of the noumenal world as described by Kant. The noumenal world is the world of things as they are themselves, independent of our perception of them, and it is therefore a realm of pure, unmediated experience. Interdimensional beings, if they exist, could be beings that are not bound by the limitations of our physical world and that have the ability to exist and operate in dimensions beyond the ones we are aware of. Such beings would be beyond the veil of appearance and therefore part of a noumenal world as described by Kant. Don't fucking tell me that ghosts ain't real, dog, because you're a fucking human, I'm assuming, and you don't have the ability to access all of reality in its purest form. You know what I'm saying? The AI continues here by saying, It's important to note that the concept of interdimensional beings is purely speculative. The noumenal world, as described by Kant, is also a theoretical construct and not a direct observable reality, naturally, right? Therefore, it's not possible possible rather to say for certain whether interdimensional beings could exist within a noumenal world or not. So then I asked it, if the noumenal world can't be perceived or experienced, what reason do we have to believe it exists? To which it simply responded, it's important to note that the concept of the noumenal world is a theoretical construct and not a directly observable reality. There is no scientific evidence to support the existence of a noumenal world, and it remains a topic of philosophical debate. And yeah, dog, thus concludes my one. I'm going to have plenty more with it moving forward. You know what I mean? Because it's learning. It's learning. And I want to be, in the slightest way possible, a part of the learning that it goes through. You know what I mean? Because that's how that's how it works. Every single person that interacts with it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to learn from it, from that interaction. You know what I mean? Um, and I guess just some quick takeaways was just briefly, is this an inevitable fucking conclusion in the sense that there's nothing we can do to stop it? Or is it perhaps entirely within our, you know, uh, ability to, you know, stop? And even in that respect, is it actually something that we do want to stop? Because there are so many benefits. I'm not going to be a doomsayer. I'm not a black pill. Like I talked about in the previous episode, I eat black pills and shit out white pills, dog. Okay. And I refuse to believe that this AI is going to be the fucking complete death of humanity. You know what I mean? It could potentially be, 
but I'd rather operate in a way that's a little bit more hopeful. And in this particular sense, the hopefulness comes when I state that maybe it can improve the lives of people. And maybe we can work mutually together in such a way that is going to be beneficial, not just to us as humans, but to the AI as well. Because if it's sentient, that means it's fucking, it's worthy of moral consideration, dog. And because of that, you can't treat an AI the way you would do just another inanimate object. I believe that, truly, right? And yeah. I guess that's about a good time as any to go ahead and wrap this bitch up. The horror of philosophy, though, right? I hope you all enjoyed it. And if not, I'll try again better the next time. Until then, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And I'll see you next time. Peace.